0: Hey, Lisa, baby, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I want to do a little introduction before we get started. Mm -hmm. So we actually met at a sex party.
1: We sure did.
0: And that was like seven or eight years ago, which is fucking wild.
1: Crazy. I can't believe that.
0: So we've both been in the lifestyle is Mm -hmm. what they call it. You Mm -hmm. know, going to sex
1: parties, open relationships, Mm -hmm. um,
0: You've been in it longer than me.
1: Yeah. Oh, even longer, actually. I think like almost fifteen years now
0: since college. Since college, yeah. yeah.
1: I started at eighteen. I was an early bird, just like with everything else in my <laughs> life. I started super early. Oh, yeah. So eighteen, gosh. I was going to BDSM. There was a frat at my college or at a college local to mine that would throw BDSM parties. So Fun. very very I can't early. Doing that in college, like, it was wild. wild. <laughs> <sighs> Um,
0: but yeah, I guess I just want to talk about our, well, our relationship, like we've been together, we, yeah, we've, we've had, had, had some fun times, little together. play times, yeah, little <laughs> play times here and there. Um, but we've really just maintained a pretty wonderful friendship yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted you to come on and share your experience because we've both had so much experience with threesomes specifically,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: And, um, yeah yeah, you've just done a lot. So many. They
1: used to call me the uh, unicorn queen. I think at one point there was like an actual crown involved. It was very funny. (laughs) It's just, whenever I'm single, I just, it's one of those things that is just kind of a fun little thing to do on the side. You know, you're kind of dating men, but you're also kind of dating couples and it's, it's fun to be, you know, people's third. They really enjoy it. So I really enjoy it too. So love
0: it. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to share about yourself other than that? I feel like that's,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, I think one of the other reasons I was so interested in BDSM was, uh, I was actually a sexual health educator in college. So I was, I've always really been into sexual health and have really like maintained that interest. So
0: so yeah, so it's a part of yourself. Like, it just, is. It'll be there forever.
1: Integral part of me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, then let's get into threesomes. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Release.
1: Threesomes are my favorite. It's my favorite topic. We have had a lot of
0: experience with threesomes, you and I, unicorns. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then I've been on the couple side as well. But I want to first start, well, maybe you can start by um, sharing maybe a little bit of your experience, Mm -hmm. but really just like the communication and consent and kind of the preliminary things that we need to think about before you dive into it.
1: Totally. So I guess it all starts with how to talk to your partner about wanting to have a threesome like how does that conversation go who brings it up and you know how do you approach the topic in a way that's like respectful of your partner and um I think it mostly comes from men I will say in heterosexual relationships it's usually the man that brings it up first at least that's been my experience I don't know if you've had the same experience I've always
0: been on the side where I want to explore yeah maybe in my personal experience it's been a little
1: opposite but I can imagine I think it's mostly like when men find out that I'm bisexual, it's immediately like, hey, oh my God, that's so cool. Should we have a threesome? And it's an, an immediate like light goes off, like, oh my God, yes. Um, so yeah, so it usually gets brought up that way, which is fine. Um, you know, there's definitely like a fantasy component to it, but I think, you know, men also have to be respectful of the fact that like it's for everyone's pleasure and not just theirs. So I think there has to be like this open line of communication about like, okay, You know, like, I'm so glad that you brought this up. You know, I'm so excited about this. Making sure both people are excited about the idea of it and making sure no one's doing it just, you know, to please the other person.
0: Because just because you're bisexual doesn't mean you want to share.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, not every bisexual person wants to have a threesome. So making sure that they're actually really into it. And if it's a hell yes from both people, then awesome. So there's a couple different ways that I've been approached or, you know, found people to go on to have threesome dates with, whether it's using an app like Field or um, FetLife, very common also, or just like finding people through the community. You know, if you have if you go to an orgy and you hit it off with somebody um, and you, you know, say, hey, can I have your number? I'd really like to take you out on a date. Um, And the conversation can start that way. Uh, So once you kind of get into that conversation. I think either before you go out on a date with them or you know during there has to be a conversation about boundaries, about safety, about you know make, really making sure that everyone feels safe and everyone is gonna have a good time. So so yeah, I think um, that's that's kind of like the the starting point, the jumping off point.
0: What's the best way to approach the topic of boundaries and just making sure everyone's comfortable? Yeah. Any good experiences with that or the way people brought it up, felt like, okay, they understand.
1: Yeah. I think you can definitely tell who's like which couples or which unicorns are a little bit more experienced depending on how they bring up that topic or whether they bring it up at all. Because I've been on dates with couples who don't even think about that. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even think to talk about boundaries. And you're like, okay, like maybe you're a little less experienced, which is cool. Um, But then they usually get really excited about that. You know, like it's, it's nice to feel cared for and to feel like someone really cares about um, you know, your experience and making it a good experience for everybody. So, um, I usually get met with like a lot of excitement whenever I ask about it. Um, so boundaries can look like a lot of different things. Um, there's like some people have had a boundary that they've expressed to me, like, you know, I don't want anyone to feel left out. Like everyone has to be involved at any given point. It's like, okay, I totally understand that. Like, it's not just about you know, the man hooking up with the unicorn and, and the woman feeling left out. There's got to be flow when you're when you're in the experience and making sure that everyone's needs are being taken care of and everyone's involved in having a good time. So uh, I think there can be a lot of hurt feelings when people get left out. And, and that's definitely something that I try to avoid. So that's just, you know, one example of a boundary, but yeah, it's, it's, um, sometimes like, I don't know, no anal, like something like that, you yeah, know,
0: just as if,
1: yeah, as specific as possible and, um, making sure that they feel okay to like voice their boundaries too, you know, like, cause I don't want anyone feeling like, Oh, like I didn't know how to bring this up. Like, no, you, you want to be as vocal as possible because then, you know, that's the best way to make sure that everybody's enjoying themselves.
0: That was my biggest problem in the beginning of my first couple open relationships was I didn't know what felt good and what was yeah. just like diving in. And yeah. so there were so many situations where I did feel left out or there were just uncomfortable, just positions or where, where I was just like, this just feels like he's fucking me then fucking her. It didn't yeah. feel very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um
1: and it's hard to know too. Like it's hard to know what you don't like until you get put in that position. You're like, well, wow, I don't like this. Yeah. And then being able to speak up too. Right. Cause especially for women, it's really, really hard to speak up. Cause we're not really taught to do that. That's something that I think most women have to learn is like how to speak up for themselves, how to advocate for themselves. And when you're in the middle of a threesome, it, it can sometimes be hard to be like, Hey, actually I don't like this. Cause you don't want to kill the mood. You don't want to, you know, put anybody off. So it's, you know, being able to navigate that is definitely something that you have to learn along the way. It's not easy, but definitely, definitely worth it. Do you have
0: any good threesome story? Oh my gosh. That would be like a positive. Yes. yes,
1: yes, yes. Okay. So my favorite threesome date ever. And if these people are watching, they're going to know it's them because it's very specific. Uh, so my favorite was, um, I was taken out on a dinner and dancing date before the threesome. So they got me a first class train ticket to take the train to where the, they lived. They took me out for a very nice steak dinner. Uh, we went dancing after we had a really good time. We had like really good conversation for a few hours. And then they took me back to their place and and we just had fun. And, and it, we did have all of those conversations about boundaries and consent and even beyond sort of the sort of administrative stuff, which sometimes that can feel a little like administrative, just like getting that stuff out of the way, talking about fantasy fulfillment too. Like, mm-hmm. is there anything that you guys specifically want to do with me while I'm here? You know, is there, you know, a certain like position that you want to do, or do you guys want to, cause they were also into bondage. Like, do you want to tie me up? Do you want to, you know, play with me in that way? And they were super vocal and, you know, it was a really good time. Um, so then we, played for a little bit. Um and then we just, you know, were able to relax in between rounds too. Like I felt very comfortable with them. And I think that's really important too is like having a good back and forth with whatever couple that you're with. Um and just being able to like relax into the experience is really fun. So
0: yeah. have there been different mindsets for you? Like sometimes you might feel like you want to be a plaything whereas other times you want yeah. it to be more sexual.
1: Yeah. um, I think it it depends on the couple. So for that couple specifically, it was fun to feel like a plaything because they were super experienced, but I've been with less experienced couples and it was fun for me to sort of take the lead and like lead the experience because they were inexperienced and they didn't know exactly what to do. And I would bring up things and sort of suggest different things and they would be so excited like oh yeah that does sound really fun let's do that mm-hmm. um and I think my favorite thing about couples too is like they're always so grateful to have you there you know and it's a really nice feeling to feel like you're giving them this awesome experience like you're participating also but like you're giving them something really cool you yeah, know
0: I've been a lot of couples firsts yeah um, and it always does feel special yeah feel special to to do that and and I think there's for me, like a couple of the threesomes I had, you know, there wasn't even sex involved. So that could be another like baby steps. You know, I talk oh, a lot yeah. about baby steps and boundaries. If some people aren't feeling comfortable, you know, there's so many other things you can do. Yeah, And so it's just good to just, I think it's really good to just visualize.
1: Yeah. What does that look like without can, sex? It was. I've never done that. It so was I'm a curious. a lot
0: of, um, so bondage. Yeah. There was a lot of like tying with rope. Um, there was a lot of eating out. She like sat on my face and like squirted all over me, yeah, <laughs> which fun. <was> like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he had like tied her up and put her in the closet. And so it was a little bit of like,
1: oh, that's you fun. Know,
0: kind of, you know, I guess just that power play dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I, after that, I think she was feeling a little vulnerable and it kind of yeah. just like slowed down from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is so many things you can do. I mean, even yeah. with my current like our current um kind of casual girl that we've been seeing I really loved in the beginning where she was like what are your boundaries like what are you guys after and 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 what are your fantasies and one of the fantasies I said I was like well I want to fuck you with the strap on <laughs> <laughs> I've actually haven't done that like I've been uh, fucked so many times yeah by, like the actual doing it so <gasps> besides I That's- did
1: You've never done that before? Just a guy. Wow. And so it was... I feel like you skipped like a whole step doing that. Like that's a...
0: Or I was always the one receiving it, like at parties with women, like... I did that a lot and I was never on the giving
1: end or the top side, I guess. I guess like I've done it before and I have such an appreciation now for like men's like hip thrust muscles because oh, like know. it actually like it hurts after. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> like you're not used to like doing that motion because yeah, we're never like so doing that during dad. sex. It's so funny. That is
0: funny. <laughs> um, as far as some other things we should touch on, maybe just like safety and, yeah. um, you know, like what precautions to take, or yeah, um, how to discuss that. Even, I mean, safe words are important if you're leaning into, you know, BDSM stuff. Definitely, but STI testing, I feel like. Oh my god, really always, crucial.
1: always. Um, yeah, I mean, I usually like to have test results with any new partners, whether it's threesomes or you know whatever, like within thirty days of whenever. I'm going to be engaging in play just because it, it just gives you peace of mind because I've caught an STI exactly one time in my entire life and it was the worst experience ever. Was it painful? It was so painful. Yes. A few times I've had chlamydia, I didn't even know I had it. You're kidding. Yeah, like
0: no, no symptoms. But like the guy had symptoms and so oh, that's weird. how I
1: found out. The person that I got it from had no symptoms and then I had symptoms. I was bleeding like crazy. Oh yeah, it was like, I thought I was dying. Like it was really oh awful. God. And I go to the hospital, like, I don't know what's happening to me. Like, cause I didn't even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had, didn't even think that it was an STI. And then I got the results and, um, I was with a friend of mine and she just starts laughing her ass off at me Oh because <laughs> it happens like whatever it's it at least easily treatable, you know, and, and I do
0: and, try to normalize STIs, yeah. you know, there's a lot that are becoming more common. And I just think having that, Open communication in the front is really important. And if you start exploring more people, you should you should want to just take care of your health and and be
1: consistent. And thankfully, people in the community are super conscientious of that. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone is tested. Like if you are going to a party, everyone assumes that everyone's going to have test results, you know, at least recent ones. Yeah, and um, covid testing was a thing. Covid a testing was a thing for a while. That was so fun. <laughs> was um, hilarious. yeah. Like, really? I got to do that too. I went to a party where they had um rapid tests outside of the party and mm-hmm. like made everyone test like at the door, oh, wow. wait the 15 minutes and then like be able to go in if your rapid test was clear. That's wild. Yeah. That's funny. Crazy precautions. Oh, a few years it's been. <laughs> I know, so strange. It really changed. I think the whole landscape of like the parties too. People really started getting intense about testing, like more so than before. I yeah, think even I think with so STI too. testing. I think so too. Yeah.
0: Well, I think there was a bit of a surge. I think a lot of people weren't going to the doctor, and so all of a sudden, like there was a surge of STIs, and and so yeah. Yeah. Um. Another thing I want to touch on, you know, if you're a couple wanting to introduce a third, mm-hmm. how do you deal
1: with insecurities that might come up or just like jealousy? Yeah, I think I'm I'm not by nature a jealous person. So like I had to learn how to address jealousy issues with my partners because my partners would be like a little bit jealous if they got left out of a situation. And I think the best way to do it for me is always just to encourage people to speak up and like ask them questions. So, um, like I was talking about feeling left out before. So, uh, I had to have a partner, um, we had a tap system. So if he was like feeling left out, so he wouldn't have to vocalize it, he would just like give me like a tap so that he wouldn't have to ruin the mood, but he could be like, Hey, like, can you, loop me back into this or bring me back into whatever the situation is, you know, I'm feeling kind of weird. Um, or, you know, a tap and a head nod and we can like go off and like have a chat if we need to. So it doesn't have to be like, everyone stop the action. Like I need to vocalize something like it can be subtle like that. And having like that good communication with your partner so that, you know, they're feeling good. Uh, is really important. So Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend doing something like that or having that conversation. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm.
0: I talked recently in in, in a solo episode about the idea that jealousy can coexist with compersion. This idea that a lot of us talk about in the open relationship community or polyamory is that you can find happiness in your partner's happiness. Mm -hmm. And so by kind of reframing your unsettled feelings and mm-hmm. thinking of it as a positive instead. Yeah. I think is a really good tool as well or at least it helped me in the beginning stages of open relationships. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I would feel that sting a little bit and mm-hmm. then I was like, "You know what? Actually, like I I want to be able to enjoy this like I do be yeah. on my end of it. So like <laughs> let's let's be fair here." You know,
1: yeah. And Having it. a turn around and you know, like because it's so much easier I think for women to if you're in an open relationship, usually it's really easy for a woman to go on a lot of different dates and like have a lot of different partners. It's less easy for men and I think that's not something that we talk about mm-hmm. a whole lot. So I think men really have to deal with jealousy issues in open relationships way more often. Yeah, You know, the, the scales are super, super unbalanced, or at least like that's how, like, you know, the dating scene has been for, yeah. for quite a while. So having it turned around on you is a really interesting feeling, too, because mm-hmm. we're not used to it as much, you know. So it's like, oh, man, what is this? Like, But I also am super into like um, negatives, like turning negatives into superpowers. Like that is just like your mind's ability to feel empathy, mm-hmm. you know, so. Like, oh man, like, what is this new feeling? Like, oh, this is how that person must be feeling when it turns around. So, like, you know, like if my partner is expressing that he's jealous that I'm going out on a lot of dates, um, but then I get to experience it on the other hand, like that just gives me more information on how to treat that person better or how to communicate with that person better. Mm-hmm. So, I'm all about just like, you know, superpowers all yeah, the way. I love
0: that. yeah. yeah. That's a good motto. That's great. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dates, like w- have you ever been on a date where there was like a red flag or are there any signs or things that we could educate?
1: Absolutely. People? My number one red flag sign is, uh, seeing how people treat weight stuff
0: mm, at a restaurant, yes. That's you know, actually for, yeah, for regular dates in general. Yeah. yeah. It's a telltale sign.
1: Oh my God. It, and kindness in general. I went on a date recently where the guy, um, like took his napkin and intentionally like dropped it on the floor as we were leaving. And I was like, Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) up until that point, it was totally fine. But he was just like, and just walked away. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Um, And that guy turned out to be a total narcissist, like legitimately. So like it was just like picking up on those little things. Um, I think when it comes to threesomes and threesome dates, I think big red flags for me are if you're on um, being on the couple side, if um, the guy if you're talking about fantasies and the guy is really, really excited for his fantasies, but not excited for your fantasies, mm-hmm. that's a huge red flag for me, because then it turns into like. You know, only my fantasies matter and my pleasure matters and not the pleasure of the other people who are going to be involved. So they have to be just as excited for you and what you want as they are for, for themselves and what they want. It has to go both ways, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: I know. I'm trying to think, actually. I feel like when there's kind of an energy that you can feel. I'm thinking of being on a unicorn side, like with a couple mm-hmm. where like you said someone's more excited maybe someone's more timid someone um kind of you can tell that they don't like you as much or they're kind of like putting on a show I guess is what I'm trying to say like sometimes there's like I was in a threesome once where I could tell that the guy was super into me, like the eye contact, like everything about it was just like, he, he wanted me mm-hmm. and she was more like pleasing him, mm-hmm. I guess, is the energy that was getting put off. And, yeah. and she did have a little jealous moment later where she was like upset. She went to grab some wine and came back and was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, <laughs> where it's, like she was the one that left the room. I didn't know there was a boundary there. You yeah. Know? Like we were, we were just kissing. Um, but it's, yeah, I guess it's important to, I think when people can't voice their boundaries and like they're yeah. just being comfortable with, yeah. what they want and that's a big red flag. I think
1: if you ask them too, and they don't say anything, that's a red flag for me. Right. If they
0: haven't really processed or thought about it too much.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Oof. You were talking about how, um, like being a attra- like one person is more attracted to the other. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I found in like doing threesomes in general is making sure all three people are all attracted to each other because if there's one person who's left out, it'll ruin the entire dynamic. Like yeah. I think I don't think it'll be a fun threesome if that yeah. happens. Yeah, so
0: that's just a challenge I think or maybe it could be a red flag in a way, like the, yeah. the more you dissect it, but yeah. I do think being in the couple side of it with my partner and I as we've begun to like you know, date and, and explore, there's been a lot of women that we've found that are more hetero. And so they're, yeah. they're definitely interested in threesomes they want to do it like maybe Mm -hmm. it's kind of a bucket list or they've always like just i mean a lot of women do just they have threesomes now it's just kind of the way it is yeah um in life
1: and our sexual you know our whole generation is doing it it's it's
0: awesome (laughs) (laughs) so it's easy to find women that are interested but it's more difficult to find people um that are fluid and into you the same way but it's also like it is what it is you have to be I've had to just be a little bit more accepting and say like okay I can tell that you definitely want his cock more than you want my pussy yeah um how can I insert myself in a way that like still makes me feel included and and special and like I'm the queen you know because ultimately I'm the queen here yeah exactly but at the same time I have to respect her too Mm -hmm. and so there's been a couple situations where we've also had like we like to keep things casual or maybe just with this specific person I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it. I didn't want it to be anything more than, but it was, there wasn't any more emotion feelings there, yeah. but she was starting to get feelings and she wanted to start dating us separately. And Oof. she wanted to like, she wanted more.
1: Yeah.
0: And I just had to let her know, like, and, and she was getting her feelings hurt. Like one time when I, we were all together, I like yeah. straddled Hunter and gave him a kiss and she got, got jealous. And so it's I, your relationship. That's right. so interesting. So it's like a, It was a little bit of a wake-up call because I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I never meant to hurt your feelings. That was not my intention. Mm -hmm. You have to be aware that we're inviting you into our partnership. Like, this is something you agreed to. Like, you have to want to – I would much prefer her to be like, oh, my God, you guys are so – I love your partnership. Like, I love seeing that instead of letting it upset her. Yeah. And so we did have to kind of cut that off, but it is – emotions get involved and you just have to be aware of.
1: And I think too, like I'm more so like on the, like the more that I've been in the lifestyle, like the point that I'm at now, my um, best sexual experiences do have some emotion connected to them. So it's really hard to keep sometimes Mm -hmm. like those emotions separate and especially in the third. And like, there are so many people who are both in the lifestyle and also polyamorous that it's like hard to remember that Some people aren't poly, you know, some people aren't in it for the dating. And like you were talking about, that's why setting those boundaries early on and establishing that is so important. So now you can go about the threesomes and like going on dates and say like, Hey, like we're not looking to date. Let's like, not really our thing. You know, we're just in it to like have good experiences. And like, I hope you're okay with that kind of thing. Like establishing that really early,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, I can totally see how that would happen though. Those feelings are.
0: Well, it does. It's just the nature of it. When you start. Mm. Getting intimate and hanging out with people, and yeah. sometimes feelings.
1: Rejection, man. Rejection <laughs> is so hard to deal with, but it's like yeah. so you have to learn how to deal with rejection in a graceful way if you're going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, not that's making anybody feel bad. Yeah, That's a good point. Um, let's talk about positions. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what are some? Yes, of let's words? get into. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into it. So, um, let's see. I think. God, I have like, I have like my hidden folder on my phone has like so many, like threesome photos. I'm like trying to think about like all the mm-hmm. different, um, I, I think there's, what's my favorite? My favorite one is probably like someone riding the cock and then the other person sitting on the guy's face. And then the girls, like if they're facing each other, can be like making out with each other at the same time. It's like a triangle. I love triangle positions like that because it keeps everybody involved. Everyone's having like a good time. And then you can kind of like switch it up with who's doing what. That's my favorite
0: too. Like the other night we had our um, lover, friend, um, girlfriend over and like her eating me out while he's behind her with like a vibrator or fingers or then ultimately is cock perhaps Mm -hmm. or... Um, you know, inserting yourself, even if there's like someone's eating someone out or mm-hmm. someone's giving someone head, but then going to the titty or going to the mouth, yeah. or just figuring out ways to, yeah, kind of make a triangle.
1: Yeah. Situation. And I think like everybody has to be kind of aware of like, okay, if I'm not involved, how can I involve myself in the mm-hmm. situation? Like, what body part do I want to go to? And, you know, like, there's so much that you can do. So, like, you never have to feel left out. That's totally, like, on the person to be like, oh, my God, I'm feeling like I want to touch you there and she's making out with you or I want to, you know, do a certain thing. So, like, yeah, like, just keeping the flow going. It's like just don't be don't be sitting on the sidelines is like one of my policies unless you want to be watching, which is like a specific thing
0: with a vibrator and like be a voyeur. I sometimes, yeah, to do that. just do
1: it with intention. Just right. don't be like left out and like have your feelings hurt. Like you have the power to, you know, not put yourself in that position. Just mm-hmm. like get involved, jump into it, you know, be excited about it.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, I'm trying to think of other specific ones, I guess. I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, it's always good to sit on a face or target.
1: Yeah. Totally. and then there's like like all three of you being involved with each other so like triangle which is I guess like the way that I think about it or there's like the straight line where like you know like the girl is one girl is bent over the guy is fucking her from behind and then she's like eating the pussy Mm -hmm. at the same time there's like a straight line and they can be like making eye contact or something you know
0: contact is crucial too yeah especially in your partnership like it's nice to talk about that beforehand because that's a really easy way to feel connected and feel special too and like check in with each other throughout
1: yeah and then also making sure that the unicorn feels special you know like Mm -hmm. there is like the fun part of like being a toy for a couple but also like you want to make them feel good too you know you don't want to make them feel like they're only a toy like you want to prioritize their their pleasure too yeah definitely yeah making sure that everybody gets off yeah
0: (laughs) yeah Um as we're wrapping up, mm-hmm. is there any like I guess um like what could people find like communities or any like areas that people could find resources, I guess is the word I'm looking for maybe oh. for this sort of thing? Do we have anything that we could share about that? Oof.
1: I don't um, know. I think um this
0: thing you keep
1: talking. Okay. I think um ask a unicorn ask your local unicorn for advice honestly is my best advice you know (laughs) Uh, because there's not a lot of resources for threesomes I don't think not that I can think of we've just always done it by experience right so like um so yeah ask ask someone who's done it for their advice is my best advice that I can give
0: yeah that's good advice
1: yeah um And then also feel it out and just, like, be forgiving of yourself if you're just starting out because, like, it's going to be awkward when you first start. It's going to be weird. And you just have to, like, accept that it's going to be that. Like, it's going to take a little bit of practice before I think you, like, really get it down, like, how you would like to do it. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good takeaway too, because I do feel like in the beginning stages of just exploring, you you figure out what your needs and desires are. Yeah. And then the more you get comfortable with who you are and what you want, and then the better it gets.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's different with every partner too. So like just because a certain set of rules worked with one partner doesn't mean that those same set of rules are gonna work with somebody else. So there's like always like a, a feel-it-out period mm-hmm. with each new partnership or each new unicorn. So just being open to you know, the fluidity of it and like letting the rules change, mm-hmm. um, as you're exploring different, different people in different partnerships. So, yeah, that's good. I'm
0: trying think to think if there's anything else that we should touch on. Any other good no. stories
1: you want to share? <laughs> oh my gosh. I the good ones. God, I, I've been on so many unicorn dates. It's ridiculous. I have a friend who actually says that her, um, her sexuality is threesomes.
0: Oh my God, that's
1: funny. She's like one of my favorite people and she's so funny, but like, I totally get that because there's something about just like, I don't know, like either for me, it's not so much being on the couple side, but being on the unicorn side that it's so fun. Just like being a bisexual, just getting everything at once. And just like, it's just gratuitous like indulgent sex you know getting everything it's, uh, it's so nice i love it so much
0: yeah it's my favorite <laughs> thing too yeah it's definitely i went through a phase of that's just what i wanted couples i went, well when i went home yeah. with a woman for the first time i mm-hmm. was like oh my god this door is open yeah now i just want them at the same time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want everything it. <laughs> um uh, well yeah well thank you so much for sharing all of your insights thank you and... for having me this was so much fun yeah, and I'm. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Thanks. I love you. I love you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs>